At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Bringing the Word to you today to finish our series on Jesus, Savior of the World. Um, you know, as I, as, as I have gone back over what I've ministered in the last few weeks, and I'd encourage you to go on the website or, or, or on our app and, and either listen or download to the messages, download the messages and listen to them. Because I, I believe they have a lot to do with about where we're at in the world we're in right now and the climate that we're living in. And, you know, I've said this throughout my series that he was the one. He was the one, the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And we've got to see him as that one. You know, if you're, if you're a Christian today, if you've been born again, if you've been born a second time in this life, um, yeah, you, you might think, yeah, but pastor, you know, you're, you, you know, I, I know that I, I know he's the Savior. But we've got to realize that he's not just the Savior, you know, but he's the one that has come to save the world. Yeah, he's a personal Savior, but he's here to liberate people in every way, not just saving them from their sins or just saving them from going to hell. And you know what? If that's all it was about, man, it'd, it'd be worth it. But it's so much more. And that's what I've been talking about in this series. And I want to kind of go over it and reiterate some things and, and kind of bring this to a closure and a conclusion today, um, talking about Jesus, the Savior of the world. I've given this definition um, in the last few weeks of a Savior. He, it's, it's one who saves from danger and destruction. Um, you know, a... Uh, uh, a, a sentence or an explanation in the dictionary that goes with the word Savior. It says this, The policeman proved to be a Savior arriving on the scene just as we were about to be mugged. So we can label in a sentence or in an explanation a policeman being a Savior, and we're very grateful for policemen and first responders and people that have saved people's lives. But what about the real Savior, the real Savior of the world that has come to liberate us and, and set us free? He's the one that people are really looking for. You're not going to find a Savior in a politician or, you know, some other government official or, or a family member or a leader of some kind in different areas, you know, of the world and society. You're not going to find a Savior that will truly save you because the one who came and truly saved us, Jesus, is not only our Savior, but He's our protector. He's our rescuer. He's our deliverer. He's delivered us and redeemed us. He's kept us. In the book of Proverbs, the Bible says, says that those who trust in the Lord, that He will keep us in a safe place. Those who trust in Him will be kept in a truly safe place. Even in the midst of all the chaos and, 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 and confusion and upheaval in the world, there's a place of safety that's found in being connected to Jesus, our Savior. He's also our guardian. He's also our defender. He is truly the one. And, and everything I read in the rest of this message today from Scripture, I want you to see 
how vitally important it is that you believe that He's the Savior. Other people that don't believe He's the Savior, if you know He's the Savior, not only do you know it, but you need to believe it so that you can share it with other people how vitally important it is to know that there's really a Savior. People are looking for help today. They're looking to be saved and, and, and liberated. And yet Jesus has already accomplished that. We just have to believe it. We have to receive it. And then we have to learn to walk in it and understand how there's not anything that he hasn't already covered through the blood of Jesus. I want, I want to read a number of different scriptures that talk about this. And during this time of the year, our focus is so much on the birth of Jesus and thank God for the conception and the birth and the life of the Lord Jesus. But it, you, you can't separate the conception and the plan of God uh, in, in Him being born. You can't separate that from Him dying and what the blood of Jesus accomplished and Him going to hell and being raised on the third day and ascending upon high. It's a package thing. It's a package deal and you can't separate it. And so I just want to start and read a few verses of Scripture to really, really drive the point home that He is the one. 1 John 4 and 14 says, And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. That was the Father's desire. He so, God so loved the world, He so loved you and I, that He sent Jesus as the Savior of the world. He saved us and delivered us. But He's our protector and our defender and our guardian. He's all the things that I mentioned a moment ago. He's all those things and even more. Man. John 4.42, I love this verse of Scripture, and we talked about this in, more in its entirety and, and, and the passage that it came out of, but it's the story of the Samaritan woman meeting Jesus at the well and, and all that happened and transpired in their dialogue and, and, and all that He spoke over her life. And he went back and she went back and told her people, and, and so they kind of believed because they believed that there was a Savior that was coming. But He told her... I'm He. I'm the One. I am the Savior of the world. He told her that, and she told her people that, and then they said this in John 4.42. Then they said to the woman, and this is after Jesus had spent several days with them, Now we believe not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard Him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. This is Christ, the Savior, not just because of what the woman said, of Samaria said to those Samaritans, but now they'd been with him, they had experienced him, and then they believed. The Savior, the one who saves us from the danger of destruction, he's the one, and as I said earlier, and I want to reiterate this, he's our protector, our rescuer, our deliverer, our redeemer, our keeper, our guardian, and our defender. And, and in that, we know that because we experience and have the time with Him as the Samaritans did. When they had spent the time with Him, they believed He was the one. God wants you to spend time with Him and know that He is truly the one. Amen? There's no other. He, Jesus, is the one. I want to make a point about this because um, in 
1 Peter 1 and verse 18, and I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. It says this, For you know that your lives were ransomed once and for all from the empty and the futile way of life handed down from generation to generation. It was not a ransom payment of silver and gold, which eventually perishes, but the precious blood of Christ, who like a spotless, unblemished lamb was sacrificed for us. This was part of God's plan, for He was chosen and destined before He was chosen and destined for this before the foundation of the earth was laid. But He has now been made manifest in these last days for you and I. So He was already, He he has already saved us from before the foundation of the world. His plan of redemption, the Father, the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit were before the foundation of the world, before Adam and Eve. They already had this plan of redemption set up. And and he loved us so much that he made sure before Adam and Eve messed it up in the garden for us that we had a plan of redemption. From the time of Adam and Eve until Jesus accomplished what he did on the cross, from from the time of Adam and Eve until then, it was about 4,000 years. God's plan of redemption had already kicked in and was working toward the day that Jesus accomplished what he did. So he's the one. There is no other. And He's not just the one that has saved us of our sin. Again, I remind you, He's the one that has saved us in, from, from evil hurting us, from destruction of any kind. So that means He's our protector. He's the one who rescues us from difficult situations. He delivers us out of situations in the natural that it seems like there's no way we can get free. He's our redeemer, keeper, guardian, and He's truly our defender. This is Jesus, the one, and all of this was set up and set in place before the foundation of the world. For you and I were even thought about, for any of humanity was even thought about, before Adam and Eve were even thought about. God set this plan of redemption in place so you and I would be covered. Man, we have so much today to be grateful for. So because he's alive, because Jesus is alive, I, I, I want us to focus on that fact. He is alive and He's well and He's working on our behalf. It's not something that we know He saved us and now we're going to heaven and when we get to heaven everything will be fine. No, everything is fine here. When He's your defender, when He's your rescuer, when He's the one that, that guards you and protects you in every way, He's the one that heals your body and delivers you from difficult situations, man, it's a good thing now in this life. Only difference in here and over there, there's no resistance to our faith. There's no resistance against us you know, in, in heaven. Here, He wants us to trust Him and believe in the authority and the power and the dominion that He has given us that came to us through the one, Jesus Christ, who saved us. And, and, he, and he set us free and delivered us. Jesus said this in John 14 and verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way and I'm the truth and I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Nobody does. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. What is he saying? I'm the one. I am the one. I'm the savior of the world. You know, I've met many, many people through the years. Um, 
that didn't believe in God. I've had, I've flown on airplanes many, many, many times, more than I can probably number that, that I've flown on airplanes. And many, many times I've had such great opportunities to have conversations with people that were sitting next to me that, that I knew nothing about. And, and God so many different times has opened the door, not just on airplanes, but in many other places, opened the door for me to share about who God is. I would never force my convictions about Him being the one, the only one. He said right there, we just read, only way to the Father is through Him, not any other way. It's not all roads that lead to God and, and to the God that we're talking about today, there's only one. But I would never force that on anybody else. I have friends that don't believe that. I have friends that believe that there's other opportunities and roads that lead to God. But I find in Scripture there's only one, but I'd never force that on anybody. But yet, if you're going to ask me the question about it, you know, you shouldn't ask if you didn't want to hear it because I'm going to tell you because it's the truth and I have a responsibility to the truth, but I have a responsibility to help other people to know what the truth is. If I don't believe he's the one or I'm kind of iffy and wishy-washy about not sure whether he's the one or, you know, he's a God of love and how could he not accept everybody? He loves everybody. He's accepted everybody, but everybody's got to accept him. And his desire is that no one perish, but everybody come to the saving knowledge. That's his desire in life. So, man, we've got a big job on our hands, but we've got to be, we have to be in a place where we believe. He's the one. And not only do we believe He's just the one, but we believe that He is the one that has done all the work that needed to be done. Anything that you face that's not good today in life, He's already delivered you of that. You have to learn how to trust Him and receive from Him the deliverance that you need because He came to save you and He is your Savior. I can tell you today, He's my Savior from everything. Any area of my life, He's my Savior. I don't, I'm not saying I perfectly trust Him in every area, but I'm developing that trust and it's getting stronger every day to where I don't doubt that He will take care of situations even when it look like, looks like there's no way to be set free or to get out of a, a specific time or a situation or something that I'm going through. Psalm 103 in verse 2, and I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation, says this, let all that praise the Lord, let, let, I'm sorry, let all that I am praise the Lord. Man, never forget the good things He does for me. He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. And it goes on and on and on. But in this verse of Scripture, it says that I should not forget it, and the way you don't forget it is that you put it in your mouth and you remind yourself of what this one, this Savior of the world, has done for your life, and you remind yourself of it on a day-to-day -day basis. And there's a reason, there's truly a reason <clears throat> why all of this is so for you and I today. It's because of what He chose for you and I. You remember... He was the one who redeemed us back to the original place, uh, you know, in our lives where Adam and Eve were. He redeemed us back to that place. Well, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he made a choice. He made a choice to deliver me. He made a choice to deliver you. He made a choice to deliver 
all of mankind in the garden when he said, Father, not your will, not, not my will be done, but your will be done. And when he said, let your will be done, and he chose God, then what actually what he did is he chose us. He chose to be the Savior of the world. And that's who he is, and that's what he has done for you and I. He's liberated us, and he set us free. And you know, one of the things that I realize in this year, in this Christmas season, is that people need to know the authority that God has given them. He's the one, and what he's done as the one is bring back what Adam and Eve lost in the garden. You remember in, in Genesis chapter 1 and about the 26th verse, it says that God made man in his own image. And he gave them dominion over the fish of the sea, over, over the birds of the air, over every creeping thing on the planet. He gave mankind dominion on the planet. Well, when Adam and Eve were deceived by Satan, and they were deceived in the garden, you know, God gave them everything. He just said, just don't mess with this one tree. And they did. And when they ate of the fruit, and, and they did what they did in disobeying God, sin entered into the world. Disobedience to God's way of doing things is sin, and it entered into the world. Well, for 4,000 years, the plan of redemption was set in motion and finally came to the place where Jesus did what He did for you and I. He liberated us. And what did He do? He brought back to us the dominion and authority that Adam and Eve lost in the garden. In, during this Christmas season, I want to encourage you to realize the authority in Christ Jesus that you have in this earth over everything. He said He's given us authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And He said nothing would by any means hurt or harm us. He's given us that true authority to operate in the earth. And, and in the world. And listen, it's not just about you. It's about the rest of the world. You know what the hope of the world is? You know where the hope of the world is? It's in you. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1, it says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. It's the hope of the world. All, all of the world and what's happening in the world is determined on whether people that accept Jesus, who's the one Savior, they accept Him and then make Him Lord of their lives, when, when they do that, then they enable the authority that Adam and Eve had to become part of their life. That's what Jesus redeemed us back to. He, he brought us back to the original place that God had set for mankind to be in in the earth, and that was to be in total authority and total dominion. So this Christmas season, my prayer for you is that you grab a hold of that dominion and authority. And in 2023, I'm believing that God's commanded blessing and empowerment on you to prosper and to advance in every way will be on your life. I'm commanding the blessing of the Lord. Actually, God told us to command the blessing. And I'm commanding that blessing in the authority that God's given me to declare His Word and say what He says is so in the earth. What, we're, what we've been sent here to do because and through 
the one who is the Savior, the Deliverer, the one who has set us free and positioned us to walk in that type of authority. God has now placed in and on us the commission to fulfill what Jesus came here to do, and that was to liberate all people. There's a verse of Scripture in 1 Timothy 2, and it says that what's good and pleases God our Savior is that all people be saved and that all people come to the knowledge of the truth. Not just saved, but to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what the Savior has done for all of mankind. Whether, whether you know it or whether the rest of the world knows it or not, their hope and their, their desire to be liberated and free from conditions that they are in are all in Christ Jesus. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about you know, just the time that we're living in, you know, even this next week leading up to the first of the year in 2023, I'm excited that 2023 is the year of the commanded blessing and seeing that manifest and happen. So today I truly wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm wishing you a great and a prosperous and a commanded new year in the blessing of the Lord. And, and we just watch to see what's going to happen because the Bible says, Signs follow those who believe. So if you believe what I've said today, signs are going to follow in your life. And the Savior, the deliverer of the world, is who you are connected to and you are commissioned to see people liberated and set free. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.